Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Mike Rosenberg from Columbia Credit Union. Mike says they trust what they see and hear on OPB, and that aligns with Columbia Credit Union's brand. From the Gert Boyle studio at OPB, this is Think Out Loud. I'm Dave Miller. Since 2010, Eugene's minor league baseball team, the Emeralds, have played their games at the University of Oregon's PK Park. They recently got a promotion from Major League Baseball, meaning an expanded season. It'll mean higher quality games and more of them. But that has created a new issue. With a much longer season, the Emeralds will have to find a new stadium. The team is proposing a multi-use facility, but they're short tens of millions of dollars and are asking for taxpayer support. Alan Benavides is the general manager of the Emeralds, and he joins us now. Alan, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me thrilled to have you on. Can you give us a sense, just a brief sense for the Emerald's history in Eugene? Yeah, we were founded in 1955, almost 70 years ago, uh, played at Old Bethel Park. And then we played at Historic Civic Stadium from 1969 to 2009, and then moved to PK Park at the University of Oregon in 2010. I gave the short version, but why can't you stay at the University of Oregon's PK Park where you've played for more than a dozen years? You know, in 2020, Major League Baseball reinvented what the development system is. What we used to know as minor league baseball is now called the Professional Development League. And they invited 120 teams out of what was minor league baseball into this new league. And they eliminated what was short season, which what we used to play for 40 plus years. Um, and we got promoted to high A, similar to what the Hillsborough Hops and the other teams in the Northwest. A couple teams got eliminated. So Salem Kaiser and Boise Hawks got eliminated through that process. But we, as our lease with the university, stipulated that our lease, our games would start in mid-June. The new league has us starting in early April. You know, We roughly have 70% more games. Um, and the facility at PK Park only has one locker room. So for a significant part of the season, the players are in tents. They're in trailers. We don't have female locker rooms. There were three female coaches uh, in the league this year. Uh, we have no family waiting room areas. We don't have storage. We don't have – our players can't access the facility to practice until 6 o'clock at night when normally they would get in at 1 o'clock. And this is not just for the Emeralds but also for the visiting teams. It creates a huge development issue for us. And uh, when you talk about the business aspect from you know sponsorships and marketing and concessions, the overlapping seasons are, are, are much to bear. So what was your initial estimate for how much a new ballpark would cost? Yeah, you know, we thought that it would cost between 45 and 50. And and that number came because we operate a facility in Amarillo, Texas. I should just, I should uh, say 40, 40 to 50 million dollars. Uh, you, you said, yeah, we yeah. thought okay. 45 to 50. I just million. want to make That's sure the listeners thought. heard heard the millions there. Okay. Uh, and that yeah, was ba- based yeah, yeah, on sure. a, a comparable stadium in Amarillo. Yeah, and that was actually a bigger stadium. That was a double A stadium that was built in 2018, and that was forty, almost forty nine million dollars. And you know, the thinking was, well, we're going to build a smaller stadium. Uh, it's on the coast. We have seismic issues. We we thought we could build it for about forty five to fifty. Well, 
fast forward a few years, interest rates tripled, supply you know, chain issues, labor issues. Uh, the cost of everything has just doubled. And so when the initial cost came back at us, it was like $115 million. And we were floored, floored. And then we went back to the drawing board with the county and the architects and said, take this out, take this out. Like, no, you know, and brought it down to about 90.4 million, which is, a lot, I understand it's a big chunk of change, but that's as low as we could get it. Yeah. How much of the funding towards $90 million is already lined up? We have about two thirds uh, identified, fifty-seven point five million, and uh, a big chunk of that came through TLT, a uh, hotel tax, that is geared for infrastructure for tourism and uh, venues like these for you know not only baseball for visiting teams, but for concerts and whatnot. And we feel that it would be a great asset for the community to have uh, this a new facility like this that would be operated buy the M's for year round for events throughout the year. But um, 50, 35 million of that would be there. And then the state has invested about seven and a half million. In fact, the state was the first to say, hey, let's try to keep the team here back in 22. Um, and that gave us the, the advance to try to find a location and worked with the county to identify the fairgrounds as like the best possible site, which is if, if you're familiar with the Eugene fairgrounds, they're very old. They're fairly dilapidated. Um, they're basically in downtown Eugene. They're about a mile away from downtown. Um, and it's just a great site to, to build something like this. You wrote in an FAQ um, on your website that you know there are issues with the Lane County Fairgrounds site and that some neighbors are very concerned, your words. Very much, yeah. What yeah. are the issues that have already come to the fore? I think the, the big ones are parking, um, noise, traffic. Um, and those are all things that we're looking at with uh, traffic studies and trying to figure out in, ingress and egress. You know, it's got to work for the fans. If it doesn't work for the fans and the community, it just did not, it's not going to work, right? If it's difficult, difficult to get in and out. We do have a plan to move forward to figure that out. They figured it out at Matthew Knight Arena at the University of Oregon when they built that beautiful new basketball campus and looking at how they did that with parking. So there is like a, there is a plan already of how to get it done. And we're going to identify that and see how we can make that even better. Yeah, but lights are an issue that people have identified. And, you know, with new LED technology and like very little light bleed, um, we're, we're not too concerned about the lights. And then the sound, you know, we're going to mitigate the sound as best we can with directional sound. But also, you know, people are afraid of the noise and the and the, the, the crack of the bat and the cheering. But, you know, that's that's it's an event center. And we're really hoping to help revitalize that part of town with this facility. So as you noted, um, something like $35 million would be coming yeah. from uh, – from tourist lodging, from a, a, a tax yes. there, but you're still short something like $33 million, which you're hoping to to, to get from public support in, in other ways. What's your overall pitch for why tens of millions of dollars of public money should be spent yeah. on this baseball stadium? Yeah, well, it's more than baseball, right? I mean, certainly that's that's what's going to generate revenue for, for to, to upkeep and, and the team, but 
you know, we don't have a lot of great facilities in town. All the pretty shiny buildings that we have in town all belong to the University of Oregon, uh, which is a great facility. But, you know, as far as like the public and folks that live here, the newest thing that we built for our community is really the Holt Center, which is our performing arts building. It's a beautiful building built in, I think, 1982. The community has grown tremendously. You know, we don't have really good places to host high school graduation, big high school baseball tournaments, concerts. We have an antiquated uh, outdoor arena, which is beautiful, um, out, out at the amphitheater we have here in town, um, the Cuthbert. But we need something a little bigger for our growing community. Would love to see that get revitalized. But, you know, between that Portland, Washington, San Francisco I-5 corridor, we believe that this could be a great venue to host nice big events uh, a few times a year, enhance the county fair that happens annually on campus where they can bring in better shows um, and do year round nonprofit and corporate events at the stadium. These are things that we want to do that we we have been a community anchor uh, for past 70 years. We do a ton in this community with fundraising, helping out the Boys and Girls Club, Relay for Life, American Cancer Society. Um, we are ingrained and become a part of this community and want to see this historic team continue to grow uh, for the next 70 years. If the vast majority of the money for this uh, facility, the stadium, came yeah. was, was public money, would the public own this facility? Yes, yes. So the county would own the facility. We would have a long-term lease. Um, and hopefully we could have this open by the 26th season. But the county would definitely own the facility um, and we would help maintain and operate it. And, and these facilities, if you look at averages over the last facilities like this, minor league facilities, not major league, minor league facilities, you know, the public investment has been about 72 percent um, when you average them in. Um, so it's it's not it's not a unique problem that we're facing. You know, teams across the West Coast are facing this. You know, Hillsborough is facing. You know, you, you talked about what, why you can't stay at PK Park given the the yeah. realities, the yeah. scheduling realities. But what happens if if the city or the county yeah. balks at this and say we we don't we can't put the money for this? We just have about. Yeah. By the way, we have about a minute left, but. What would that mean for the future of the Emeralds? So we would be gone the next few years. Major League Baseball would look for a different market. There are markets like Ontario, California just raised their sales tax 1% to build a minor league stadium, and they don't have a baseball team. Um, there are they, they know that teams aren't going to be able to do this. But our city's in a tough spot. We have a budget shortfall. I think it'll probably end up going to voters. Um, I'm doing everything I can to save this historic team. But um, yeah, it's it's a tough issue. What do you think would be lost if the Emeralds were to leave Eugene? We're a blue collar team, man. You know, we are an affordable entertainment venue for families that, you know, that just want to come out and have an inexpensive night to watch professional baseball players and come out from their homes and, and enjoy an outdoor evening away from their phones and computers and not spend a ton of money and potentially see big league stars, six of which were on the San Francisco Giants this year that played either in Eugene this season or the season before. That's the kind of quality of baseball we're getting. But it really is an, an affordable entertainment item that would be lost uh, to generations of family that have enjoyed coming to M's games and seeing 
you know, Sluggo, our mascot, or Alan Benavides. The- we are out of time, but but thank you very much. Thanks for joining yeah. us. All right, thank you, Alan Benavides, General Manager for the Eugene Emerald.